Hey, this is Jules Chaotic, and you're tuned into Six Views Uncut. Six Views Uncut. Hi, I'm Destiny. I'm Key. I'm Kiana. We're Sad Shorties, and you're tuned into Six Views Uncut. Hey, this is Sagittarius Shadi, and you're tuning into We Love Hip Hop. Six Views Uncut. Hey, it's your girl Tasha Mac 10, aka Mac for Press. Tune into Six Views Uncut. Ah, ah, you done know already. It's your boy Six at Six, and we're fucking with Six Views Uncut. this camera. Ugh. If you don't smell good, get away from me. Like, if you, like, if, if a man's wearing a good smelling cologne, you got me. But if, if you don't smell good, especially if they, like, take off their drawers, and you can smell that, like, Whiff. yeah, like that, that, what do you call it, the underscunt or whatever, I don't know what it's Alright, let's get it. Six views heal uncutting episode twenty one uncut uncut uncut. We're gonna start it off. Song of the week. Uh, Jordan. Damn it! What's the name of the song again? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I apologize, Jordan. But hello, freaking features. Jellystone, Roni, Bizlow. Um. Maestro, JD Era, JD Era, Jesus Christ, Turk, Turk, Roni. Who else is on here? Uh, you mentioned Jelly Stone, right? Yeah, Jelly Stone. There's also the producer, um, Doug J. Shout out Doug J. Just shout out Doug J. Again, big up yourself, Jordan. The aftermath of a fatal shooting in Toronto's entertainment district. <laughs> It's your boy, Gutsy Guts, no drip. Um, me in the building today, Six Views Uncut, episode 20. Um, I'm gonna, 21. 21, jeez, I'm all over the place today. Episode 21, I'm gonna introduce my guest. We got, we got somebody different, we, you know, we, we've taken out the hip hop world and said we're gonna do something a little bit different. Miss Jules Chaotic in the building, how are you? I'm good, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. Also, we got fact check in the building. <laughs> Guanin was Guanin. Um, you guys want to do your shout outs really quick? Or do you have anybody to shout out? Big up. Just shout out Louis Rankin, RIP. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, Louis, roughest, toughest. Oh my god. <laughs> We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Uh, fact check, any shout outs? Mm, shout out to all the haters out there. Shout out to all the young heads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep doing your thing as usual. Hey. Get a stack. Flex it on the gram if you want to. You know what I'm saying? What, what is it? The, the money phone? Keep money. flexing the money phone. Yeah. Um, make them <laughs> as big as possible and, and, and to all your old heads, keep punching the sky. 
Damn it, man. Well, shout out the team like usual. You already know the boy PK Hurt. Thank you again for coming out last week for the push interview. Um, Gucci416, Raheel, Empress. Make sure you follow. Um, also, subscribe to We Love Hip Hop Network. Um, we drop in videos constantly, daily, like two, three videos sometimes. So make sure you subscribe, comment, become a member. You get that exclusive package where you can see exclusive content before it comes out. And also, this audio will be coming out Monday morning. Well, you're probably hearing it right now. So every Monday morning, make sure you listen to the audio, SoundCloud, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Let's push up these podcast numbers, man. I want to be I want to be big in these audio streets. You hear me? Um, Rick, Rick, shout out to yourself. Okay. Um, that Sad Shorty's interview on SoundCloud is at least 1,100 listens a month. Excuse me. So, you know what? We got Puffy Mac, Destiny, and Kai Casanova. Sad Shorty's interview, super, super dope. I, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but this whole this month, I'm supporting the Galden. Like, no more interviews with the man and well, we only have one more week, but it'll be a female regardless. And yeah, take out all my interviews this month with all the females. It's bossy. Um... Sad shorties, the, the cast of Push last week, Jesus Christ, that was freaking funny as hell. All those shorties, make sure you check them out. And just, yeah, in general, man, Toronto, be safe, be good. Um, let's get into it. I want to uh, I wanna get it. Oh, sorry. My bad. We got to pay for um, Nigeria first. And SARS, that, that shit out there is crazy. Like, just have Nigeria in your prayers and all that stuff. See what you can do. Uh, anything helps, right? And also, shout out to my little cousin Lucas getting your freaking cameo on in Drizzy's uh, trailer for Certified Lover Boy. I think he's doing big things too. I have the combo flex, combo flex. <laughs> but um, let's get into this new stuff. Uh, figure out what's going on in the world this week. I have something with, I want to, I will get into the COVID next. You're talking about the old heads and all this stuff and the young boys. I don't know if you've seen, but shout out Friday Ricky Dredd. He has uh, recently did another interview with uh, Sagittarius Shorty. And you know who that is? You know who that is? Oh, I know what Sagittarius is. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Fam, um, Friday's been getting a lot of backlash for this freaking uh, interview. And it's not the first time she's been on the platform. She's been on the platform before. She's a lot bigger now. I mean, she, she has OnlyFans. She's big on YouTube, doing her fashion hauls or whatever. She's been getting backlash forever, though. So. But the backlash is not even... I mean, she is getting the backlash. But now it's going on to Friday, which I don't understand. Like, he's an interviewer. Like, why... Why can you not interview important people in the city? You might, they might not be important to certain people's opinion, but she's important. Like she got views, people pay attention to her. Like, yeah. Do, why? I, I don't know. It's a weird question because it's like why? I understand why they would hate on her. I don't understand why the hate goes to Friday. I don't know. I don't get that. I, I see. I like you said. I see why she did the backlash, but. Again, you're just you're just putting it out there to the people for who want to know, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> she has a huge fan base. Yeah, she like, does. It's crazy. It's like tripled in like a year. Or so mm. it's I have been following her for quite some time. Yeah, boom. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, and I feel like a lot of females pretend like they don't follow her, they don't like her, and they hate on her mm. in the public, but they're really following her and watching everything she does. Yeah. What about the dudes though? Because dudes hate on her too. <laughs> They again they hate on her in public, but who knows who's in her DMs, right? Facts, facts. 
We have this, well, I have this thing where I see it. I, I'm not sure. I think Toronto Raptors are super emotional. Because I, I'm feeling like, yo, if you guys have, and I, I can say it, there's been artists that have come, artists, sorry, that have come to me and complained that, like, Roddy Friday put her out on the platform. And I'm just like, why aren't you working? Why aren't you putting out music? Why do you care what Friday's doing? Like, And it's usually those types that are hating. Yeah. You're not going to see one the ones that are out there like her hating on her because they've been through the same struggle. Facts. Well, Friday, I like her. Obviously, we've talked behind the scenes about it, but yeah, like, what's your take? Like, fam, why are they hating on you, my G? I have a combination of things of why I think so. Um, I know this to our audience. I feel like a lot of people out there are low key racist. Mm-hmm. Or not racist, but prejudiced, because it's like you have to be able to oppress a race to be racist. True. So, low key prejudice. Right, because people will get us, and you know, we've heard me rant about it behind the scenes. Why are you putting her on this platform? I thought it was We Love Hip Hop. What does it have to do with hip hop? Six views, guys. Six views. Right. We Love Hip Hop is a network. Six views and six views uncut, and all the different uh, news news from the six are all different shows under a network. But we've explained that a million times. That don't even matter. Yeah. I feel that it's her because we've interviewed multiple people who don't rap. Right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> and, and people don't usually have an issue. We might get a couple comments here or there, but not to that magnitude. So you feel like Toronto art, like, I wouldn't even say artists, the Toronto fan base just feels like we're just supposed to do Toronto rappers? Some of them do. That's whack, fam. Like, so you just, you, and this, this is going to be a conversation with the comment and everybody out there. Like, comment, let us know. Because I feel like, yo, we got to grow, fam. You can't just interview Tom, Dick, and Harry that are rapping, bro. We got to interview any and everybody, rappers, chefs, comedians, R&B singers, porn stars, newscasters, newscasters um, politicians. politicians, radio hosts, other people from other platforms. We ain't discriminating. We're trying to give you guys amazing content. That's it. There's one thing everybody has in common, though. They all have some kind of notoriety or have put in some kind of work. Mm. Work to the point where we holler at you guys. Mm. We're putting so much work where, where Gutsy or Friday says, yo, what are you doing, fam? What are you doing this week? I pull up for an interview. Facto. That's it. So now for my little, our little conversation there. COVID season two is booming right now. Like, we're, we're I guess we're like a couple of episodes in. This shit is crazy. The numbers went up. I think they're at like, they reported a thousand or something today or something. Wow, bro. You guys are ducky. <laughs> How have you been experienced? Well, what was your first? Because this COVID, I don't think people are taking, like, they were taking the first one serious. City, so uh, I only take it serious when I come to the city. Because oh, where oh, I live, oh. I live like two and a half hours out of the city. And we've literally only had four cases since April. Mm-hmm. We have like maybe 150 cases total in my whole entire county. Wow. And in my town, only four cases. So, like, we still take it seriously. Still wear masks in stores and stuff. But, you know, I feel a lot safer sending my kids to school there. Whereas if I was living here, I probably wouldn't send my kids to school. So, and they're going to schools there, uh, obviously, clearly, over there. Everything's cool. What about lineups and shit? Do you feel like like, are they only allowing a certain amount of people in the stores as well? They're still limiting people, but again, I live in a town of 7,000 people, so... 
the store lineups won't be as bad as they are here. Yeah, I, I try to go to La City. My miss. And when I come to the city, I basically do what I have to do and go home again. I don't. I don't go to the mall. I don't buy groceries here. You know, I, I go where I need to go, and I don't even buy liquor here and take it back home. <laughs> I'll buy liquor where I'm from and bring it with me, so I don't have Great. to go into the store. I don't bring my kids with me. They stay home. Yeah, that's a good way to have it. What, what's your take? So yeah, what's your take on this whole COVID? Do you think it's real? Do you think it's a finesse? You think it's what is it? Population control? I think it's real. I think the the that it's a real sickness, a real virus, but I think it's being blown out of proportion for a political standpoint, right. for a government standpoint. I think people should still take it seriously and protect themselves, but I don't know about other people, but before COVID I was still taking precautions of where I took my kids to and mm. washing hands and sanitizing. I mean, I think it's funny. It takes COVID for people to realize they should be washing their yeah. hands as regularly as they are. Be clean, fam. Like, that's regular. Wash your, wash, your hands, wash your ass. I mean, especially when I lived in a house with a Jamaican that got viral from washing rice. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, we take it seriously. And then I have twins that were born premature, so oh, we've wow. been taking precautions from a long time ago. What about the... Okay. Because I see, like, the numbers are going up. But more people are putting on masks and stuff now. Because before, we weren't really... Like, you didn't see as much people with masks. It depends on where you're going. Because I see enough people on Instagram going to parties and private places. And I don't see nobody with masks on at these parties. They And, and it's silly, too, because... People are complaining these parties are getting busted and stuff, but everybody's posting them all over social media. And Cause so, like it's it's like a rebellious thing. It's like, well, we don't care. We're still gonna go out. We're still gonna enjoy ourselves. Like summer was shut down for the first time in God only knows how long, and you're trying to yeah. tell us winter. When was too? the last time you saw Caravana canceled? A lot, right? <laughs> one of the biggest venues. One of the biggest venues for, for Toronto, one of the bi- biggest things to make revenue for this city. Mm. They lost millions of dollars for that. And and it got canceled, and people are like, "Oh, well, let's take it seriously because Caravan is canceled." And then other people are like, "Well, they're just doing that because they're trying to control us." Well, can you imagine if Caravan happened? What would the numbers be at mm. if it did happen? Wow, that would be nuts. How if many they people up too would, early? Yeah. And if it was hot and people are out dancing in the streets with masks on and drinking, how many people would be passed out? In the Not to mention if sick? they would have let like people fly in. Mm, yeah, from the yeah. states, from the states and shit. They are, say are uh, over a million yeah. people travel to Toronto for Carabana every year. So Jesus Christ. Well, last one thing, quick yeah, on yeah, that yeah. stuff. There also that whole theory about the hot countries, and they're saying that you know the COVID can't um, um, withstand on heat or can't live on heat. Oh yeah, that's all cap. That's cap. Really? Because like, like Argen- take a look at Florida, <laughs> Florida, Argentina, all those uh, South American countries they- are at, like super highs right now, and they're hot as fit up. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then, what's with this whole border being closed? People not being able to travel. People are still traveling. I know enough people from Toronto. They're in the states right now. They're saying if you travel, it's supposed to be essential, but. Yeah, I still see people traveling. So going to Jamaica going, like if you're from Toronto and say you're like a DJ in Toronto, is it essential to go to the States to do one DJ one show? You could finesse yeah. it. I guess yeah. so if you're making enough money. But you're, doing, you're not doing that one show. You're going to do more. Well, because, true, yeah. Because just like you said, like even in the States, there's parties. Like 
the way they would still have it if there wasn't I COVID. just seen the video for the Shensia concert in Atlanta last night. Jesus Not Christ. Not one person wearing a mask in there. Look what you said. A concert. Not even like... Yeah, a concert so, for So everybody Shensia just budged up close. Just... I mean, they did They did set up the stage differently. They put a big plexiglass up around the stage so that hmm. the people from the ground couldn't but what about close, the, but, but what about the people in the crowd? Right? That's so Shensia and her people are protected, <laughs> but the people in the crowd... Yeah, and you know, once the alcohol gets in and you're you're dancing to that dance hall and Shensia and all that, people are going to be rubbing up on each other. And yeah, people are definitely grinding yeah. up with Shensia's music. <laughs> They're bunning because it's a it's a fucking reggae concert, so you know yeah. somebody's got to get the idol in there. So mm. how is that happening though? Like the states is supposed to be the worst place for it, and yet there seem to be the ones that are opening back up even more, more concerts, more where everything they outside, they outside with it. Shut up, Biz. Um. Do you think this is going to end? I'm at that point where I don't even... Like, I thought... I did say that it would probably end around September, but I didn't think we would have another fucking... Re- I knew there were going to be, but not so. I did think about the se- second wave. I didn't think so soon, and I didn't think so much. I thought it would be a little second wave, and then this would be over by maybe Christmas. I don't see the shit ending until maybe 2022 now. I guess it... It's hard to say when you look at it. I mean, like some people are trying to compare it to like when it comes to the vaccine type thing, compare it to like, oh, well, your kids get vaccine for polio and rubella and stuff and compare it to that saying, oh, once the vaccine comes out, it'll be okay. And I don't know about that. See, I've never gotten a flu shot and I've never given my kids the flu shot and and um, we've never really had the flu. So, you know, knock on wood, but we don't get it. But when it comes to certain vaccines like the ones that are they're supposed to get mandatory you know like the polio and the rubella and the things like that they get when they're young i got my kids all those but i didn't get the flu shot for them and if there ever is a covid vaccine i probably won't get that either because yeah i've I've heard stories about the covid vaccine that's already come out and that some people are already getting sick from sick from it yeah Yeah. so is it the same as the flu vaccine because the flu vaccine they actually inject you with part of the flu to so your body builds up immunities and i get the whole point of building up immunities so your body can be better fight it off and they say oh well, maybe if you get covid you'll be more likely to fight it off and the people who are dying from covid have underlying underlying conditions but yeah. look at trump <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that guy he's something does else, anybody bro. really bro, care bro, that he bro, got bro, it though hmm? does anybody really care that he got it though like, he's immune I mean, yo, Trump is that whole. <laughs> He's immune, no? And yeah. apparently, his wife and his son are, are what do you call it? They're carriers, but they don't show symptoms or something. Bro, Wrong. That, that's the best show right now. Going do you re- on in- did anybody put out a, a report though? Did anyone see a doctor's report to say that he was officially tested positive, or is yeah, that just you know another not, political move? You're not going to see none of that, bro. No. You know, they're going to keep all that under the wraps, bro. But yeah, just it's convenient that he got it at the same time that they're talking about his tax returns and all that, right? Yeah, switch up the convo like always. But yeah, people out there, just be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be clean, man. Um, next little story I wanted to get into. Offset got arrested. Uh, this weekend, I don't know if he was driving past a Trump rally or he was he was driving past something. And he so was they on said live, he was driving through a Trump rally. Or driving through yeah, a Trump rally and supposedly somebody hit his car and then reports saying that he had a gun. He was waving out a gun. He was on live when the cops actually pulled up to his whip and said, yo, buddy, you got to come. You gotta go. he, he was fighting it. But uh, he was released, though. Cardi came true. 
I don't know if she was the reason why, but they were saying she was the reason why. Those two have been wilding on Instagram for yeah, a few days now, bro. though. Did you see the video of of him laying in the bed next to her, trying to get her to yeah, give him head yeah, on yeah, live yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. And she was in the bed. And I'm like, yo. Those two have been wilding out. I read it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Just the whole situation in general. Um, Another black man being uh what do you call it what's the word i'm looking for targeted wrongfully targeted. Are targeted targeted because mm-hmm. he wasn't wrong I, I guess he was we don't even know the story just yet but again he's just targeted mm-hmm. as a black man i mean i can understand the position of the police not to say i'm taking their side but when someone's calling them and saying i see someone waving a gun around but then how true is that story mm. and people knew who he was because if you watch the video and see in the background there's tons of people in the and on the street that yeah. knew who he was taking videos so yeah. the person that hit him probably realized who he was and they're thinking you know insurance money whatever right because yeah. of who he is um let's be real you're a white woman yeah what's your take on everything that's going on i think it's it's sickening i, I really i i it's hard for me to put a position on it because i'm not Again, I'm a white woman, so I've never mm. been in that position to be to be targeted like that. But I mean, Louis's been targeted. I've mm. seen him be targeted, and other people that I personally know have been targeted. And I've tried to stand up and defend people, and they just kind of look at you sideways, like, "Why are you defending this person?" So that's so. What about that experience? Like, I'm pretty sure you've had white people around you that are racist. Mm-hmm. And they'll come to you with racist talks, thinking that you're racist too. And it's like, bro, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and it it kind of goes along the same line with like when you see white white girls trying to do the style of the culture. You know, when they mm. do their hair out. Like for me personally, you'll never see me with like dreads or braids <laughs> right. or just because I don't feel no, because I don't think it's appropriate for someone like me to do that. That's not my culture. Like mm. that's that's your culture. So why am I going to take your culture and? And again, I don't even think it's something that looks good on most white girls anyways. Most but, white girls I but, see with them. But. but hey, but then they'll say if you're not taking our culture, but you're taking our men. It's not that I'm not taking the culture. I I accept the culture and I respect the culture and, and, and I love parts of the culture. Like I, it, the reggae, the dance hall, the hip hop, the mm. rap, all of that, the food, all of it. But that's not that doesn't say that I can turn around and be you mm. and, and, and change my lifestyle. Like I'll never be a black person i'll never be an asian person i'll never be you know like i'm not that's not me i was born white so Mm. i have to at certain points i have to stay within my stay in my lane you know like and but at the same time i support the whole black Lives matters and i would support anyone that's in that situation where they're being wrongfully accused or whatever Mm. it is again i have children i have mixed children and I've had to sit down and talk to my son about things already. He, he'll be 10 in, in February, and I've already had to sit down and talk to him. Like, you have to understand, even though you're you're mixed, you're still going to be looked at as a, a black, black man. man. Yeah. And you have to be careful about who you hang out with and where you go and what you say. And unfortunately, I live in a town where there's maybe five black men and maybe 15 mixed kids. So. Oh, God. So, you know, those anytime there's a robbery mm. or anything, those niggas get hustled that yeah. quick. Let me, can I ask a quick question on that as well, including the fact that, you know, you were you were married with to the late, great Louis Rankin, right? Was he, did you see like 
racism going on when you were with him or was he like exempt because people were like, oh, we know who you are? No, he wasn't exempt. I feel like being a celebrity kind of puts you out there even more like with mm-hmm. Offset, you know, like with Louis, especially when you it, depending on like what you're involved with. Like when you think about Louis, like everyone thinks of him as Ox or Teddy Bruckshot. Mm-hmm. So they automatically assume the roles he played, that's who he is in real life. And they think, oh, so that's who, what you do in your movie. So you're a gangster and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they automatically assume those things. And then just like, you know, if you smoke weed, they think you're a bad person. I mean, it's not so as bad these days now that it's been legalized, but, it, but there's always been a, a way, yeah, yeah. There's always been a a, a thing attached to stigma. yeah, a stigma attached to smoking weed, and it, it's just it's just I again, it's hard for me to state my opinion on it because I've never experienced those things to say, oh, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I, I I never I know what Louis's been through. Like I've seen him get pulled over for no reason. For example, we were in Barry one day. And we're driving in a brand new rental car. It was his birthday. He's wearing a brand new outfit. We're both dressed up. We happened to stop off at a guy's house who's being watched by the police. We pull in. He's not home. Louis gets out, knocks on the door, gets back in his car. We go to leave, go through the set of lights, go to the next set of lights, go to the third set of lights, and then we get pulled over. The cop says that we ran a red light. <laughs> when I'm in the car with Louis, I'm always watching everything. Watch where who's around us, the lights, everything. And we didn't run through no red light. He tried to say he had to slam on his brakes so we wouldn't hit him. It was an excuse to pull us over because mm-hmm. they saw him. They saw his car. They saw his jewelry. The guy they were watching was wanted for certain things. So they think Louis is all of a sudden the head guy. They pull us it's over. Ju- it's just you two in the car? No, with my two of our kids were in the back. Oh, because oh, I was saying if it was just you two, he, they would have definitely thought he was the pimp. No, there was two kids in the back car, but the windows were tinted, so they didn't even know the kids. So when they pulled us over, when they pulled us over at the time, Louis' license was suspended. So he told the cops right away. He didn't hide nothing. He's like, my license isn't any good. So they're like, get out of the car. Then they tell me to get out of the car, and I said, no, my kids are in the back seat. They didn't even look in the back seat. Like, what happens if they had pulled their guns right there on the spot, and the kids are in the back? Like, they didn't even care. And then. Yeah. yeah, it happened. There and he know. and he told them that that he his license was no good. So they pulled him out. They searched him. They pulled me out. I said, my kids are in there. And they said, okay, take your kids out. And then they go to start searching the car. I said, the rental car is in my name. I rented it. What are you searching it for? They said, oh, well, his license isn't any good. Well, that's not enough for you to search the car. They said, oh, well, he's the one driving. We have all rights to search the car. And obviously, there was anything in the car. It was a rental car. He had just his his autographed pictures in the back. And we were promoting. That was when he did his birthday roast. So we were promoting his birthday roast. And that. And it's not the only time he's been targeted either. Like, there's plenty of times when he's been targeted with and without me. And not, not just in Canada either. He's told me stories in the U.S. And even in Jamaica, he gets targeted. It and yeah, he would because he's the roughest, toughest bum clutch. Yeah, <laughs> but don't worry, just now we're gonna get into all that stuff with Louis. Um, next thing I really want to get into, uh, are you watching anything on TV these days? Any Netflix, any Prime videos? Disney I don't get Plus? too much time to no? watch too much with five kids at home, but <laughs> um, I will watch a few things. Um, I got into like a long time ago, I was into stuff like Dexter and Weeds and Ooh, stuff like that. So Dexter's a bit... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dexter's actually supposed to be coming back. That's why. I, that? <laughs> so I have all eight seasons yeah. on DVD, and I heard that the new season is coming out. So I've been re-watching Dexter because that's one of my favorites. I've actually just finished watching Sons of Anarchy. 
I think I might have to start Dexter over. Yeah, I think Dexter. That might be a good one. Dexter is crazy, but I like him. Yeah. He's got a got a different mentality there. Um so Borat came out. The new Borat movie <laughs> came out. This movie, I didn't finish it. I I I got up to the part where He's supposedly giving his daughter to Rudy Rudy Giuliani or whatever. Rudolph. Yeah, I, I heard about some things Bro, about Rudy in that movie. This Borat movie is crazy. He starts off the beginning of the movie and saying like, America's been screwed up by this big leader and this big bad guy, Barack Obama. <laughs> and he's like, since Barack Obama, there's been other African-Americans that just been terrorizing the place and coming forward. And then he put up a black face. He put up the black face picture of Justin Trudeau. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, yo, this guy. Do you think like we could have a Canadian Borat? A Canadian version that can go over there and be so freaking problematic and just do what this guy's doing? Yeah, but who would do it? We we got to think of some comedians. Yeah, the six at six. That six at six. I I like him. Um, uh, I don't know if man like Joseph could do it. Alumni, a man like Joseph and them dog. You can get both of them together and they can have I don't know. They can do something. Yeah, it might have to be a group project. Yeah, it might definitely have to be a group project. <laughs> but yeah, what about? Uh, they have to talk about downtown Canada, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out downtown Canada. What about major hype? You know what? Major Hype probably could do a good job with that. Yeah, Major Hype could get away with it because he has all those, uh, sorry, all those different personalities and shit like that. So he might be. But yeah, if you guys get a chance, take in this Borat movie. It's crazy. It just. Now, do you think it would have to be like stand up comedians directly from Toronto or do you think it could be like actors that have that are canadian yeah, like say for instance jim carrey mm, jim carrey could I be like a good one to know for that because his he's pretty crazy with his personalities i think he could compete with borat for that jim carrey and i'll give i'll give some love to ryan reynolds yeah ryan reynolds is really dope i don't know i'm tricks. trying to ah tricks Tricks would be a dope one, too. I know there was a few comedians that came to Roast Louie that were pretty funny. Um, what oh, was yeah? her name? Keisha Brownie. Oh, uh, she's, done, she's done some comedy, too. And she roasted Louie. And she was pretty funny. And she was on the spot with the jokes. She was the host. And obviously, she did her her research beforehand. But she came up with some good on-the-spot stuff. And she's cultural. So she's got the Canadian aspect. And then she's got the Jamaican background. And <laughs> it's the thing with Canada is it's... A lot more cultural than people think it is. So you yeah. can't really just go for the for the basic white person to do the <laughs> do the Borat because Facts. it's very cultural. Facts. So shout out all the comedians out there. Shout out Borat, yo. Borat holla at me. Ins up. Um, last news thing, unfortunately. Tori and Meg. <laughs> I wanna get your take on this. Um we've been like honestly, I'm kinda sick of I'm on the verge of being sick of it, but Tori just keeps like having me just kind of entertained. I'm not going to lie. Going to back to your comment from earlier about Toronto rappers being emotional. Ooh, <laughs> I like where this is going. Especially after that video he put out. I like where this is going. So what's your take on it? Because, you know, we, we have breaking news on that. You know, shout out We Love Hip Hop, the YouTube channel. Go check out the live. We actually have that live out there. Shoot, I don't know if we want to tell YouTube that and like, you know. But yeah, uh, just take that in. They know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But 
What's your take on this whole Tory Meg situation? How Tory's living his life now? He's talking a lot more. Made a whole album out of it? Like, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, we all weren't there to see what really happened. It's basically he said, she said, yeah. and possibly one or two other people saying things. It, it, it's hard to say. You know, there, there's the aspect of it was accidental. Uh, there's the aspect of he did it on purpose. There's the aspect of maybe she was running her mouth too much because I can admit I've been the <laughs> culprit of running my mouth too much and I know how that goes. <laughs> I, I know how it goes. So maybe she was just running her mouth off too much and it was alcohol induced and whatnot. But I can't really say like on the one hand, I don't condone domestic violence or gun violence. But on the other hand, what really happened, you know? I don't know. It's, it's very tricky situation. Do you feel like he's somebody's going to get convicted with this? With something? Like, do you even think... Well, obviously, it's in court now. But do you think we're going to get a conviction of, like, either Tory did something or will they turn around and say, okay, well, Meg lied and she might get charged with something? Or maybe it will come down to the whole fact that the gun went off by accident and she got hit by accident, but somebody has to take responsibility. So they'll, you know, a lesser charge or something along those lines. But because it's so out there in the media, clearly they want something done about it. True. So you, you feel like, yeah, we're getting a conviction or something out of this. Maybe, but maybe not to the extent that it is right now. Mm. I don't think he's going to get charged with like, or convicted of like attempted murder or aggravated assault or anything like that, you know? It depends, let's like... Hope, let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> I guess it all leads down to statements and witnesses and evidence, right? Like, everyone keeps asking about the doctor's report, and they're all saying, you know, mm. she wasn't actually shot. It was just shrapnel. Jeez. And, yeah. you know, if she was really that badly injured, <laughs> then why is she two, three days later dancing around and performing and stuff? Hey, man, it's a sticky situation. Her, I'm going to find out what gas station they at. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I'm going to find out. And it's not like either one of them need the money. So it's not like she's trying to go after him because she's trying to take his money or whatever because they both got their own. So what's really going on? Before I come off this, do you? Th what about the way he's going about it? Because a lot of people, even though they don't know what happened... He's talking saying, too much. Not even just that he's talking too much. They don't like the way he's going about it. Dropping an album. I thought, that, I thought it was a little much, but at the same time, it's a hype song. You can't, like, the, the whole, whole album is fucking yeah, the fire. Whole, it is. But, and, and, and he did, sorry, uh, he, in his defense, he did say that was his mom's uh, birthday or the day she died. I can't remember the two, but he said it was one of those days. So it's just like... Yes, he knows there was other things going on in the world, but at the end of the day, what about me? Like, I still yeah, have things too. Yeah. yeah, like you guys are not the only. Like, you guys don't make the world go round in my life to an extent, but it's like I I go through things. I have people that mean mean things in my life, and these this date meant something to me. I definitely think the two of them had some sort of personal issue, and mm. unfortunately, it got brought into the public eye because of what happened. And that's what happens when you're a celebrity of some sort of status. Anything that you do or say is going to be brought out into the public. Yeah. Like, what would have happened if neither one of these two were famous? Would we have heard about it? Would there have been a new album out? Like, Yeah, none of that. I feel like Tori kind of took advantage of the situation and used the opportunity. I think they both did. Yeah. 
I think they both took advantage of it. They I did. S- I still think this is fake. Yeah. I think they're going to come out and say, yeah, we tried a thing and it got a little bit too serious and like, yeah. But this wasn't the way it was supposed to work out. Oh, you mean like out. Cardi B and Offset's divorce? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. said it, not like, me. Wait, like, was that a whole publicity thing too? Because they don't look yeah. like there was anything going on there. <laughs> well, she says she's getting some good peace, so... The Apparently, pe- the piece is good enough to, to come back and just say, "Yo, just you know, give it a give it a fifth, sixth chance." You know what I'm saying? So, well, on the one side, you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to figure out ways to make it work. It's not always going to be good. It's not always going to be great. You mm. know, there's going to be the hard times, and then being again being a celebrity, it kind of makes it even more difficult on you and puts you even more in the limelight. I'll give you an uncut question because we will get uncut. <laughs> Does a man's size, will that change? Does that matter? (laughs) To a certain extent, yeah. That can keep him around? Keep him around? Yeah, like that can keep him around? To a certain extent. Size doesn't always matter. I mean, there's that old saying, it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. If you know how to get your woman off, it shouldn't matter. Mm. It's like, you know, it's the whole idea of like, what if your man doesn't go down on you either? Like, Does that matter? If he can get you off in other ways, I guess not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> right? So I guess at the end of the day, it's whether or not you're both enjoying yourselves and you're both having a good time and you're both getting that end result. Whatever way you have to go about getting it. <laughs> it's all about the end result. <laughs> all about the end result, man, with jewels. Um, before we get into this little interview with you, um, we got a little thing. What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Yeah. <laughs> Anything new, old? Um, I got a lot of Pop Smoke. Mm. Um, got some of Tory Lane's new album on there. <laughs> Shout out to Um, Juice World. Um, and then R. the rest e. of it is a lot of um dancehall, reggae, and old school '90s hip hop. That's sorry to cut you. That's <laughs> just so crazy that you just named out of the three, you named two artists that are dead. Yeah. Like R.I.P. to Pop Smoke and Juice World, but that's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just want to shout out Jay Neat. Jay Neat got a new mixtape out, Lost Souls. I'm a big dad up. Um, that's really it. Um, I've been taking that in a little bit. What about you, Freddie? Benny the Butcher. Burning a proof. You know, I've been hearing a lot about him, but I haven't listened to anything yet. And I think mm. it's probably about time I did. Take him in. Sorry to go. I, I know this. Like, this is your interview. Is that album of the year for you? I can't call it album of the year yet, but it's something that I'm listening to heavy. Mm. What about you? Do you have like an album of the year or a song of the year? Like a song that's just been stuck in your head this year that you're just like, yeah, I love this song. Like, There's some holes in this house. <laughs> I can't really listen to that song at home because I got youngins and, you know, that's impressionable. They don't have the Kid Bops version out yet? Oh, God. I, I, I'm going to be sad if they come out with a Kid Bop version of that. You want to you wanna check that out for, for a second? <laughs> Did she they have a kid bop version of, of that? And yeah, so oh yeah. Oh my God, it's the first thing that pops up. Ah! What is Zed? Wow. Really? They have one? Cardi's oh, making some money. Friends in this house, there's some friends. <laughs> oh my. Friends in this house, I don't care if that's a kid version. My kids still ain't listening to it. Never end. Work and play dates. That's just how the day ends. Yo, this goes on. 
I don't know about that. I heard the version of that one guy who did the, there's some chores in this house. There's some chores in this house. That's probably the only one my kids will listen to. (laughs) That's out already? That was fast. September 2020. September 20th, 2020. What do you mean? Wow. They probably when the, Whenever that song came out, a month later, Kids Bop on that. Come on. 124,245 views. Oh, that's not a lot. I thought it would have more than that. Yeah, there's probably a bigger one. Mm-hmm. That, that's crazy. I, I can't believe Kids Bop. Well, I, you know what? I'm not surprised. They 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 really kind of take everything in, you know? Shit. Um, What about female artists? Do you listen to any female artists like in Toronto? Because I've been trying to really promote Toronto female artists. Is there any of them out there that you've heard or you're listening to? That's kind of really hard to ask me because I don't get a lot of time to listen to too much music. I mean, my kids are all still pretty young and the twins are only two. So my hands are kind of full and I'm doing schoolwork myself. So when I do get a chance to listen to stuff, it's usually what's popular right now and then the rest of it is like dance hall mixtapes i'm still kind of into the old school stuff like i still listen to like the 90s 2000s stuff you know Aaliyah and ashanti and tlc and all that and that was the kind of stuff that i like yeah that's the golden era man you'll you'll never get that again unfortunately wow i actually heard that they're putting out another Aaliyah album that they've just are they yeah go they are they're don't do it man there's some some songs that were not released and they're taking them out of the vault and putting out an album be interesting to see what those songs are if timeline and and missy are producing it i'm i might be there for it but i i feel like you you gotta leave certain things alone man and i feel like her legacy is just so beautiful that you think it's gonna ruin her legacy to put it out even if it was i didn't even like when they did when they did the song with uh the jay-z remix like like the uh missing you i didn't like that i didn't like i didn't like the drake or chris brown thing that they did with her i just feel like certain just leave certain things alone yeah like appreciate them do certain remix or maybe do like a sample of them Okay, when so doing... when you're talking about that, what about the Pepsi commercial that they just put out that unreleased freestyle from Biggie for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Did you hear that? Again, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You didn't it's like just it? my opinion. I just feel like certain things you should just leave alone. Like Tupac had like 20 albums after he died, fam. Yeah. Like just leave it alone, bro. He didn't need so many albums after he died. But don't they died. all? Didn't Michael Jackson have songs put out after he died? Elvis Presley? <sighs> yeah, they do. I, I get it. Louis' have... album hasn't been put out yet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Again, in my opinion, I just feel like certain things you gotta leave the legacy where it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, my opinion. What's that? There you're running. This Biggie, this Pepsi Biggie, Biggie thing. One million five hundred thousand views since October twenty first. Yeah, mm. it just came. Mm. It was just released, and it's promoting the fact that he's being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, this guy has me on, like, this whole audio thing, right? So I can tell, like, the mixing and all that shit ain't proper. And it's, I, I guess it's his fault. Like, blame him. <laughs> because now when I listen to certain music and when I go back and I listen to those kind of songs that were released after these guys have died, 
the mixing and certain things are off to me and it's just like fuck because it's not being mixed to the era when he put his when music he was alive out. yeah he was able to switch up the tone or yo put this so in the here beat, no that is for yeah, today's time frame it's, like, it's not even just the beat it's it's just the sound like he he knows what i'm talking about but, I mean, yeah, the thing about the, quality, the thing the about Biggie is that you know he's legendary, so it doesn't yeah. matter what he raps on; he's gonna sound good, in my opinion. You yeah, know, oh, that's, oh, fact. That's but, like MJ for me. Like anything yeah. I hear Michael Jackson on is it's it's fire. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shout out, shout out all the music that's been coming out lately. Um, shout out all the Toronto artists, female artists. Um, I'll just throw some names out there for you that maybe if you get some chance. Um, Luna, put out some more music. Luna Soleil. I, I follow Luna, actually. Oh, Luna I do follow Proper. Luna, yep. Okay, Taste Stacks. That's another one that's good out there. Um, Chromas, <laughs> big name. Everybody knows Chromas. <laughs> uh, Coconina, who's also uh, alumni of ours. We interviewed her. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of names out there. I'll just but isn't Chromas getting some hate right now because she's hanging out with Chair Girl? Is she? Oh, Her and Chair Girl are friends now. I don't even know that girl's real name. I only know her as Chair Girl. Yeah, everybody knows her as Chair Girl. That's her thing. <laughs> I don't even know Chroma's his real name. Now, see, you got backlash for having Saj on here. Do you think you'd have backlash if you brought Chair Girl on here? Ooh. I don't know. When she finally reaches, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> oh, you want to interview her? Hell yeah. yeah. I, I, me personally, I have no problem interviewing almost anybody. As I would love to know the story behind why she did that. No, Chair Girl is going to forward and have an interview on the network. Okay, it's good. It's going to happen. It's oh, yeah. Team. I'd love to know. Mm, watch Freddie calling it. Call no, I'm not it. calling it. I've had conversations with her. I'll put that out into okay, the fucking good. book right now. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely watch shit, that interview. <laughs> All right, man. Speaking about interviews, we're going to get into this interview with you right now. Miss Jules Chaotic came a long way down here to Toronto to interview. Um, who is Miss Jules Chaotic? Well, I guess most people would know me as um, Louis Rankin's assistant and a partner, <laughs> mother of his children. Some mm. few of his children, I should say, not all of his children. Okay. I wasn't very... People didn't really know me too much before that. I was kind of in the entertainment industry a little bit. I was would promote like friends of mine that were local artists and local mm. rappers. We used to have something called Carib Fest in Barrie, which was very similar to Carabana. And it was always the weekend after Carabana and was similar, the same thing. So we did shows there and we had like Bungie Garland, Fan Lions, Barry's Opera. Hammond, Inner Circle, local artists that would open. And I would help promote shows and, and help sell tickets and and help work backstage and stuff. And, you know, as a single mom, you don't always have money to pay to go to shows and stuff. So part of the compensation would be I would get, you know, free backstage passes, an opportunity to go out and see shows. And that's kind of how I met Louie because I was helping promote for the Method Man Red Man show in Barrie, and he showed up for the show. Okay, proper, proper. We're going to get into that. Take me back, though. Who are you, though? Like, who's who's Jules <laughs> before Louie? I wasn't anybody serious, really. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this. So what was it like? You um, you said you grew up in Barrie? I was born in Barrie, but I grew up in a small town, um, Angus. Mm. Um, I used to live across the street from the original Miss Chip, Miss Vicky's Chips factory. And Stop my, this. Yeah, my mom used to work there and Beer some of my family us. members. Yeah. And then they got bought out and they moved their factory and... 
I just, I was always a small town girl, you know, Barry, outskirts of Barry. I've also lived in Cambridge and I've also lived in Wasaga Beach. And okay, okay. I, bar, I was a bartender for several years. And nice. What was it like growing up out there? In Barry? Yeah, Barry, Wasaga Beach, all these places. Because like, I'm, I'm a city guy. Wasn't too bad. I mean, Barry's definitely changed a lot from when I was a kid. It's gotten probably doubled in size, maybe even tripled in size. And okay. What else? What's, it's what's become the... a lot more cultural than it used to be. I'll admit Barry was predominantly white back in the day, and now okay. it's become a lot more culturalized. Proper. A lot of people that work in Toronto live in Barry and, and commute. Mm. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it was an all right place to grow up as a kid. I don't really have too many bad memories of the city itself or, you know, Wasaga Beach is definitely not what it used to be when I was growing up there. My mom had a house in Wasaga Beach for over 18 years. And I remember as a teenager, you know, the big thing to do was go party in Wasaga party. Beach Facts. on lang week, long weekends and Facts. doing the strip in your cars and going and I was bartending uh, and all that. So, but it's not like that no more. Wasaga Beach is pretty much gone now. Yeah. yeah. They okay. took down the whole main beach and there's nothing there no more. The slides are gone. The go-kart track's gone. It's not the same. So most of our guests are African-American or African-Canadian, sorry. Um, I guess if that's the right term. Sorry, guys. <laughs> don't, don't fucking quote me on this. What was it like as a, I guess, Caucasian? Are you... Uh, your background going growing up at home. Well, my background's guys? European. European, okay. Yeah, my my dad's side is um, um, Dutch, um, and my mom's side is Belgian. So okay. pretty much a, a fully European background. Hmm. So yes, Caucasian, but we still had the cultural because like my my nana didn't speak a word of English. Okay. And she's probably similar to most most cultural grandmothers you know you know don't touch her soup pot you get the wooden <laughs> spoon stay out of her kitchen stay off her couch you know okay. that's what i grew up with the plastic on the couches the plastic runner down the hallway say mm. <laughs> word what about what were you guys listening to back in the day um, music well my parents were into a little bit of everything like they liked country music and then they liked like the you know, like Michael Jackson, they listened to and Elvis Presley and then, you know, country singers. And that's kind of like what I grew up on. And my mom was um, I was adopted. So I have like my biological mom who I have a relationship with and then my adoptive parents, too. So between all of them, it was kind of uh, what you would call eclectic. It's all across the board. I, I kind of experienced all different types of music. Like my dad was into like Aerosmith and and all so that. Aerosmith. So. Um, growing up, did you have, like, you said you were doing bartending and stuff like that. Do you have, did, did you have any other goals? Like, was there a goal growing up that you were like, I want to do this? I want to. Yeah. I've always wanted to be, be a nurse mm. and I did start college to, for nursing and then life happened and kids happened. And, and that's what I'm currently going back to school for now is to, to get all my credits to late. finish my nursing degree. Yeah. Proper. Never too late. Never too late. What about Toronto? What, what, what's your connection with Toronto? Um, just cause it was always the place where everybody wanted to go. Like in Barrie, yeah, we had clubs and places to, to hang out and stuff, but it was always, you know, when you wanted to plan a trip, you planned a trip to Barrie. You know, I think it was my 24th birthday. We took a limo from Barrie and came downtown Toronto. I don't even know if the club's there anymore. It was on, it was on King street or Peter street. It's the one that was on the rooftop bar. Government. 
No, it wasn't no. government. There's like three bars in one. There's the one on the main floor and then the one on the second floor. And then you go up to the top floor and it was like I, a I, rooftop patio with a exit. I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm bad. With I just remember names. Tony Matterhorn was there and he put his booth <laughs> with ours and we partied with him all night. Tony Matterhorn. Shout yeah. out to another um, Jamaican turned Toronto oh, legend. Um, <clears throat> what kind of girl were you growing up? I guess I was a, a little bit of a goody two shoes growing up, <laughs> but again, I mean, my life was a little, a little different. I, you know, my biological parents had their issues, and there was some family abuse, so I was put into foster care, and then I was adopted, and then my adopted parents got divorced, so I was put into a group home, and then I was living on my own by the time I was sixteen, going to school and working full time. So. Okay. You know, my life definitely wasn't easy. There was easy parts to it. You know, my adoptive parents were a little more well-off than others. So when I was living with them, I was going to private school and had all the, the, the privileges, you know. Mm, <laughs> what I could say, white privilege. <laughs> I can say that, you know. Straight, straight Went up. to private school, horseback riding lessons, figure skating, whatever I wanted. And then I experienced the other side of it when I had to move out and not move out, but ended up out on my own on the street because it was better for me to be on my own than living in the group home because the group home was messed up. This might be so sound fucked up. Can you give us like a white privilege moment in your life where you were just like, yeah, I got away with this because I'm white? There's nothing in particular that I can think of that comes to <coughs> mind to say that I ever got away with. I mean, there are some things I did in my life that I paid the consequences for. Mm. Um I I can't. I think the opportunities that I was given mm. at, during my childhood, like like I said, private school and those kind of things. That would be it. Yeah, but when it comes to like if I committed a crime or did something I shouldn't have, there's nothing that I really got away in that aspect with because of white privilege. But some people think white privilege doesn't exist, but I personally believe that it does because I've seen it and I oh, witnessed yeah. it and and experienced it and. Again, it's 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 the the culture, right? Again, I, I also grew up like in the Barrie area, which was predominantly right when I was a kid. So there really there was a lot more opportunity. I'm sure if I was living in the Toronto area, I may not have been going to a private school. Facts. Fuck yeah, man. You're right. Um, take us through the, the night um you met Louie. So that was probably I think it was twenty thirteen. So it was the Method Mad Red Man show in Barrie. Okay. The sold out show, one of the best shows that I've ever <clears throat> dealt with and Proper. worked with and seen. And he showed up there with his crew and his girlfriend at the time. And oh, man. a little embarrassing, I have to admit, when he first walked in there, Chata's being one of my favorite movies, I didn't even realize who he was. <laughs> and he was standing right next to me, wow. chatting to me. And a friend of mine who was a rapper turned and said, do you know who that is? And I said, no. And he said, that's Teddy Brookshot. And I said, you're lying. Like, I didn't believe him. And then, mm. you know, he turned and said, hi, how are you? What's up? And then he went on stage with meth and red and he did his, you know, typical, the original, the <laughs> original Jamaican Dundada line. And yeah. I knew from there. And that night it wasn't really, you know, it was just kind of like that was when I first met him. We just kind of said hi. You know, he asked me who I was and what my job was. And I kind of told him, you know, how a little bit how I help promote shows and sell tickets and stuff. And then. I never really saw him again until 
um, summer of 2014. So that was at the Juicy J show in Barrie. And he mm. showed up to that show. And that night he happened to be there with some guys that I knew from Barrie that were some artists from Barrie. And we went to the after party together and we started talking again about business and he wanted me to help him out with with his social media and, and help him with promoting and stuff like that. And it just kind of went from there. Did you think it was like, was he flirting with you or did, did you think it was going to build anything by that time? Or was it just strictly like biz, like you was just... Not in the club, no. Not even like, not at the concert, not at the club, at the after hours. Um, and the, like I said, the guys he was rolling with, I personally knew from Barry. So we were supposed to go drop him off at his hotel and then they were going to drop me home. But these guys failed on their management skills and didn't book the room ahead of time. So Ass. four o'clock in the morning, places sold out because this is small, like Barry. There's like five hotels and yeah, it was a Juicy J show. It was all the hotels were sold out. So I had my house. I had a three bedroom house with an extra bedroom in it. So I offered him to stay there for the night. Okay, proper. What happened that night? <laughs> a lot of drinks, <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, one of my girlfriends was there with me, and so him and his boys came back, and we just were drinking and having some fun, and you know how that goes. <laughs> facts, facts. So what? What? A, sorry, what attracted you to him? Um, his personality, I guess. Um, he he was a very nice guy, and he was very straight. He didn't really hide his feelings about anything. He mm. didn't. He was very upfront and and forward. And I really couldn't say like I'm I'm not really a person to say oh I'm attracted to someone because of how they look or you know it was just I just had a, he had a, a vibe I guess you know we we had a good vibe together and enjoyed enjoyed ourselves. So, what's one of the fondest memories you have of him? together you guys i guess when our kids were born mm. and that would be like when our first daughter and then the twins were born and then um okay let ex not include the kids because obviously yeah, <laughs> yeah um we had some fun times i guess when we took the took a weekend trip to niagara falls with the kids and we enjoyed ourselves it's it's really hard because like with him being who he was he was on the road a lot and he was away a lot so we mm. didn't get to do a lot of the the typical family couple things that most people would get to do because he had a lot of work to do. Yeah. But we had, we had our fun times. I think we had more fun working together than we did on a personal day to day living together mm. kind of experience. He also signed with, uh, did he sign with DJ Khaled? No, they just did, um, that a collaboration or something. Yeah. They did on? the, the song with Nas and from the song Nas album done. Yes, so yes, him, yes. So Khaled had called me and wanted to connect with Louie. And basically within 24 hours of Khaled calling me, they were he was on the plane to Bahamas to film the video. Jesus. Like, who's the craziest person that you guys connected with? To you, in your opinion, like, that you were just like, wow. Like, that you've been around maybe with him or... Well, a lot of these artists I had been around, like before I knew him too, like Snoop Dogg and, mm. and, and, you know, Meth and Red and Juicy J and Shaggy. And we did a show with, um, um, Charlie B and Chinese assassin and P rain and all that and Barry. And like, these are all artists I worked with before I met Louie, but I have to say probably PopCon. Mm. <laughs> Only cause I've been a huge PopCon fan for years and years <laughs> and years. So when, he started like hanging around Popcorn and then they did the movie together, the yes. intent to, and then 
you know, shout out Popcon because that man has shown me a lot of respect and looked checked out for me and the kids ever since Louis passing. And he calls me and video okay. chats me all the time and makes sure we're okay. And well, not all the time, but like <laughs> yeah, he just, he, he when he gets it. a chance and, you know, he, he shows respect. And, and the same like Movado and Sizzla, too. They I'd have to say oh, all three okay. of them, they've all gone out of their way. I'm probably missing some people. Bounty Killer, like a lot of the big name artists that Louis did work with or or friends with all reached out to me. So, I mean, I have a lot of respect for them just because culturally wise, they respected him. So they showed love, you know, mm-hmm. but I'd have to say Popcorn's probably the biggest one that that I kind of got starry eyed over, you know, <laughs> <laughs> unruly, unruly over you. Going back to saying what kind of music I listen to, it definitely that's one of the biggest. His his fixed tape album is on repeat on, uh, for me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, movie wise too, he's done crazy movies. I guess Shatters is is number one. What would be the next movie? You for think Shatters is number one over Belly? I guess it's depending on. Your, it depends. Your, your, yeah, your, it depends your, on who you ask. I would definitely put Belly though. Yeah. Yeah. I put Belly. His his performance his Belly was amazing. The the the. Him and DMX with the soccer mm-hmm. game, amazing. That that scene probably one of my top five scenes. And the shootout wise. scene. Shoot, the shootout scene. I Do like you think his it should have ended the way it did though? The movie or the shootout? The shootout, like how he yeah, he, I didn't he like took the out all he took out everybody those guys and then, and then gets the shorty his at the at the end. Chiquita, 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 Chiquita. Yeah. Nah, I didn't that's, like. I that's didn't... Paula Uch, right? Front. She was also in Dancehall Queen. Oh, okay, I didn't know all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna front. I'm not a huge dancehall guy, so I don't like. I don't know all that. But yeah, yeah, she was in Dancehall Queen and and in Belly. Mm. But yeah, I did like the way that scene. Moved. But what would be? So what's your? T- you would pick Belly over Shatters? No, I would pick Shatters over Belly. Belly. Yeah, Shatters. Like, yeah, I I like the movie Belly, but Shatters. I don't know. I think it's the the soundtrack, the music, the culture, the way that whole movie was made. It really gives a good representation of Jamaican life, you know, and mm. and, and really shows people. Not that I would know, because I hate to say it, but I've never personally been to Jamaica, so oh, I I I really wouldn't know. But from what I've been told and what I've seen, it really does portray the Jamaican lifestyle. And what it was like growing up there and, and the things people had to go through to survive. Why did Louis come to Toronto? Because it seemed like he just, like, I don't know, something attracted him to Toronto and he just, like, just came out here. Well, he had to leave the U.S. for legal matters. Okay. So he left the U.S. and went to Jamaica. And then he stayed in Jamaica for a few months and then came to Canada in around <clears throat> 2010, I believe. And then just stayed here because it was better to be here than in Jamaica because in Jamaica it's even harder to move your career along and and I mean even all the artists that are there now they don't stay in Jamaica Mm -hmm. they go to the states and the UK and to promote themselves so he just figured and his family's here too his mom's here Mm -hmm. his brothers and sisters are here his nieces and nephews yeah they all live here they all came here to canada like way back and then he came to canada with his family and then left canada for the u.s and then lived in the u.s for most of his career but most of his family's here his mom's here and his brothers and sisters and all that okay i didn't even know that that's crazy um I don't want to shit on the man's name because I know one he's not here, and he's not here actually physical either to talk about this. But there was allegations that 
he did come out and testify or against people, artists in Toronto. I'm not too sure. I forgot the guy's name. Do you want to talk about the situation, clear up his name or clear up his side? Well, he was subpoenaed to testify. He didn't do it willingly. He was subpoenaed. He had, mm. didn't really have much of a no choice. choice. Yeah, at that point, yeah, he had no choice. Yeah, so um, he got robbed, um, supposedly at gunpoint. I wasn't there. I got a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning from the police saying he had been robbed, and they wanted to take him to the hospital because he got hit in the back of the head, and he was bleeding and stuff. Um, and it happened in the parking lot at Lucky's Diner, which is Jane and Jane, Jane and Wilson, right? Yeah. So apparently the guy, so he had taken a cab from Barrie to Toronto because he was doing a show Christ. and he had just gotten paid to do the show and he got robbed and somebody, the, the cab driver called the cops because the cab driver seen the whole thing. Mm. Um, and... I guess some other people in the parking lot knew the guy that robbed him, but he didn't really see much of anything because the guy came from behind and he got subpoenaed to testify. And it ended up coming out that the guy that robbed him was his daughter's brother. So he had a kid with a woman here in the city and the girl had a younger brother who had some problems and... I don't know if him and Louis had been in communication before it happened or I, I really couldn't say for sure if they had been in communication or if they're if they were supposed to meet up or, or what. Because, again, I wasn't there. Yeah. But I ended up finding out after the fact that that's what that's who got arrested for attacking him. Mm. And from the the disclosure that I read, the reason why he got busted was because somebody else in the parking lot named him that knew him and his mom and that when they went to go arrest him, they found a jacket in his place that had Louis's blood on it. Wow. So I, again, I wouldn't go to court. I didn't really have much to do with it. But I do know the kid did call from jail on three-way with his sister, calling Louis's daughter, mm-hmm. calling, asking for help, saying, can you help me out of this situation? Oh, that's crazy. And I guess he tried to do what he could, but again, he was subpoenaed. So there wasn't really much he could do. Like, how is he supposed to help this kid out? But then he's being subpoenaed to testify. Mm -hmm. I do know that in court, again, he didn't even know what was Mm -hmm. going on. At least that's what he claimed. And in court, he still said, I don't know who attacked me. I don't know who hit me. So, I mean, in my eyes, if somebody's a rat, then that's because they're naming the person and putting them on the line and saying, this person did this. They're the one responsible for it. But... The video that was put out that said he was a rat, anyone who watched the video, it kind of said, we're like, oh, I don't know who attacked me. They attacked me from behind. I don't know if he's the person who did it. I didn't see him. Apparently, what he got convicted with was because he was already <laughs> on parole and they found other things in the apartment, weapons and things like that that got him busted. So him going and because I guess they found Louis's blood on the jacket. So I don't know if he like what exactly he was convicted of. And then I guess he did 18 months. And then when he got out, he was angry. So he kind of just took it out on Louis. What was the backlash like? Because I know the backlash is crazy. I'm not even going to front. I seen that. I was just like, that's wild. I thought he did it. It it was pretty crazy for a while. I mean, he, he kind of avoided certain places in Toronto. And if he did go out certain places, he was rolling with people to protect himself But again, it ended up turning into being like a family matter, you know? Like I said, the guy was his daughter's brother. Like, no, it wasn't his kid. It was his daughter's brother. And he already had problems with that woman, the the mother of his daughter. 
And she had caused him a lot of problems previous to her son doing that, like trying to call immigration on him. And technically, she was the one being the rat ratting out Louis for several things. So it was a big controversial thing. It was a really personal thing. And it just kind of got blown way out. Yeah. Technically, it's a stepson. Technically, I guess so. Yeah, stepson. Yeah, he was born after his daughter was born, so... And, and I, again, I can't say for sure, you know, what, if there was communication between them, if there was an issue, I don't know if one owed the other money or if there, you know, like I can't really speak on what the actual events were because I don't know. I just know what happened afterwards and the problems it caused for him and his daughter and all of that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, thank you for clearing that up. Um, I mean, people have their opinions yeah, either fact. way. So, yeah. You can do I, it, right? I personally don't know him as a rat. I've never seen him. Like, he's always been totally against that stuff. And he only went because he was subpoenaed. He didn't want to go. He, like, he fought it tooth and nail. Like, why do I have to do this? Don't you have enough evidence without me? And he was forced, so. That's the questions I have with Louie before I... One second. Do me a favor. Grab that pillow behind your head and just throw it to me. Oh. Just throw <laughs> it in the shot. It's been... All right. Um... Music-wise, you said he has an album that hasn't been released yet, right? Or that's yep. supposed to be coming out. What else does uh, does he have that we should be looking out for? Uh, any movies or just anything in general that you want to see? Well, he did uh, Yank, You Ain't No Killer with Comma, Easy okay. Mac. Okay. So that was finished. And I guess one or two episodes have been put out so far. And there's more to come out. Okay. Um, Where can we see that? Uh, on YouTube, I believe. Right. I think you can go to Kama's Instagram page, Easy Mac, and there's probably links on there to it. Right. Um, and I do know that rape, the like literally the day before his accident, he was starting to film a new movie with Bismo from iHouse Records. Okay, I'm not and, heard of them, but... Well, they did that movie called Small World a couple years ago. And just to, and just to clear up, just to clear up, that's Kama, Kamikaze. Yes, Kamikaze, Easy Mac. Oh, okay. And so Bismo from iHouse, uh, him and Louie go way back and did some music together in the past and then they did a movie called small world a couple years ago and then they started filming another movie literally days before the accident and that was completed and uh jeff villani's in it paul campbell's in it and it is finished and the trailer is out on youtube i can't i apologize i can't remember what it's called but no, I'll um, figure it out there was only a few scenes with louis and i did hear a rumor that one of his brothers may have been continuing on his role but i don't know if that actually happened because i haven't seen seen it yet so and then there was supposed to be an intent three i don't know if they're going to be doing that or not there was talk of being an intent three because i guess an intent two soursop which is popcorn Mm -hmm. um and louis um had had an issue in the movie and soursop got away and went to the uk and he was supposed to go after him so I don't know what's going to happen with that, if there's going to be a number three. Mm, but I know that team that he worked with, they've got a lot of stuff coming out right now. So Interesting. Interesting. But the album was done. It was literally in like the mixing, mastering, almost done process when the accident happened. But right now, as I guess, it's just legal processes before it can get out. Like who's going to take it over and who's running the estate and things like that and where if, if it makes money, who the money's going to go to. And, you know, he's got children in the States as well as here. So although all of all of his other children are over the age of 18, it's just my three kids that are under. So okay. how many kids does he have? Well, we have three. And then he has another one here in Toronto. And then he's got two in Connecticut. 
um, three with his wife in New York and, and one in Atlanta. I lost count. <laughs> so three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least 10 Jeez, that man. we know of. Hey, man. At least his legacy will live on for, for, for sure. Yeah, for 1, sure. thousand percent. But yeah, um, you know, what's going on with you? What what else are you doing? Uh, anything well, I still doing? do some some artist promotion and stuff like that. I help promote things and on my Instagram and stuff. But right now, I'm just basically focusing on my kids and school. Facts. Hasn't been easy to do much lately with COVID, lockdown, so. Mm-hmm. Um, last few questions I have for you. Um, I was on your Instagram page, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, but um, your weight loss journey. Yes. So for people out there that are listening, you know, they might have any issues with, you know, their weight and stuff like that. What can you tell them about that? I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Mm. Well, not my whole life, but basically since puberty. puberty. Mm. Um, Before kids, it wasn't so bad, but from my first kid, I gained like 80 pounds. So from that, it was a struggle. I lost the weight and then I got pregnant with my second kid and then I lost the weight again. And I probably got down to my smallest since high school before I got pregnant with my um, daughter, Zara, who was the first one I had with Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had Zara. And then a couple years later, I got pregnant with twins. And obviously with twins, you, you put on more <coughs> weight than you normally would with mm-hmm. a single. And then I lost a little bit of weight after the accident because of stress and stuff. And then... I started gaining it back and then COVID and then I really started gaining it back. And then it was just for health reasons. I mean, I got um, diabetes when I was pregnant with my twins. And in order to get rid of that, you know, you had to lose weight and you got to keep up with your kids and be healthy. And, you know, now I'm really the only one there for them. So, Mm. but this latest journey with weight loss, I kind of went on a semi keto diet. So it wasn't a hundred percent keto. I kind of just, fashioned it to my own my own liking so I try to stay under a certain amount of carbs per day and I try to get a little exercise every day whether it's to go for a walk for an hour with the kids and and on the trails or you know just go outside and run around or you know you got to do something active keep your keep your heart rate going and I managed to lose almost 50 pounds since since the end of June so proper I'm saying I'm still going I still got something to lose keep pushing from I'm That's trying. I'm going to be 35 on Wednesday, so well, I got to... Nah. What are you, a Scorpio? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio mm-hmm. season. <laughs> Scorpio season. We're going to get into that. Um, last question I have for you. Um, we ask everybody on this uh, Friday uh, has... I don't know if you see like the We Love Hip Hop podcast, but yeah. him and PK Herrick asked this on his show, even Six Views, or my show as well. We have a terrible problem with gun violence in Toronto. That's for and sure. With you raising some kids, you know what I'm saying? You might send your kids to Toronto one weekend or they might just go to Toronto one weekend. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're getting themselves into something, but you know what I'm saying? You want them to be safe as hell. Yeah. Do you... Is there any way we can obviously not stop this, but bring down the gun violence? I don't know. It's it, It's hard to say because... There's so many sides to it. There's so many sides to it. I mean, um, Justin Trudeau didn't really help taking advantage of the COVID and throwing all these laws out there with trying to take things away from people. On one hand, there are people who are properly trained and know how to use the weapons they have and are legally licensed to carry them and only use them for what they're supposed to be used for. And then on the other hand, there's people that 
use them for their own personal gain. And unfortunately, the younger generation have been raised on this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And the music industry doesn't help because a lot of, I mean, I've noticed as of late, probably in the last year or so, a lot of these artists are trying to get away from promoting gun violence and things in their, mm -hmm. in their, in their music and stuff. You know, and, and they're really trying to help promote, keep it away from it. But unfortunately, it is like that. Like, my son's going to be 10 in February, and mm -hmm. he knows who Pop Smoke is. He knows who Juice World is. He knows Tory Lanes. He knows all these artists. And, you know, not to, not to again, speak down on Louis' name, but, you know, everybody knows that he's an OG. So, you know, he's dealt with things and been in things in his life that involved guns and violence. So... You know, he even tried to speak to my kids about it and say, you know, these things aren't okay. And if you have them in your home, you're really only supposed to be for protection for yourself and your family. You're not supposed to use them for certain things. But then you watch movies and, you know, like, of course, my son has seen Louis movies and Belly and Shata's. So he thinks, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And that shit ain't real. I think the biggest thing is education, Edu mm. gun education, gun violence education, not and and it's not to say that I think kids should be shown the effects of gun violence, but then on the other hand, I think they kind of need to. They need to see how it affects people. They need to see, you know, how it ruins lives. It kills people. It really doesn't go nowhere. Yeah. You know, he. he we personally knew Houdini because a friend of ours okay. that um, owns a car dealership in our town. Um, he's the one who gave the red Ferrari to Houdini for one of his music videos. Mm. So, and Louie knew was, was supposed to do a song with Houdini before he passed away. So, and my son knew <coughs> Houdini was, and then when I told him he died and he's like, Oh, how did he die? Did he get shot? And the fact that my nine year old son think the first thing he thinks of is that he got shot. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, but then again, all the music is geared to that, you know, it's all turf wars, Gang wars. True, and all the TV How shows. How are you going to teach kids to get away from that? There's got to be. I know there's a lot of artists in in the community right now that are trying to do the anti-gun violence, like this song "Wish I Could," and you mm -hmm. know, um, there's a lot of other artists that have become involved in anti-gun violence. I know um, uh, JD Era has always been against it. Like I said, I've known JD Era for probably over ten years, and we love hip hop alumni. Yeah, he's he's always been against that stuff. So I, I, I'm really liking the fact to see more and more artists get really getting behind the Facts. behind the, the that. Yeah, stuff. you know, and I, I see a lot of people trying to get involved. I think um, was that Infinite was doing some stuff in Rexdale for gun for anti-gun violence and in the communities and the schools and stuff. So uh, and, and Louis did a lot of talks, too. He did a lot of interviews where he's talking about, you know, stay in school. <laughs> Get out of the streets, get your education. You know, if you want to get into music, then focus on the music, not on the the streets part of the music. You know, some of these artists are really trying to change things around, but it's not easy. It's a lifestyle that's been ingrained in people for years. So, yeah, man. Well, Toronto, like always, do better, man. I hope artists, um, the ones that are doing positive shit, thank you. We appreciate you and we see you out there. Jordan, everybody on that track, everybody that's just trying to do something positive, we see you out there. Keep doing your thing, fam. Do you think that uh, banning guns is going to help stop the issue, though? No. 
the to me one instead of trying to get kids at like 15 16 i think we got to start younger i think you got to start going at these kids at like seven eight nine yeah look at my son he's nine and he's already no stuff now Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta get it into them when they're you know impressionable yeah and eight nine ten year old boys are impressionable because you see them on instagram and facebook and they're dancing and yeah, they're flashing their fingers like their yeah, guns and you know and stuff. so i think it's i think you got to get them when you're young i think obviously like um doing more programs so these kids have something to do other than all right well there's nothing to do i'm just gonna go to the streets and i think parenting i don't care what anybody says i think a lot of these parents it, it might not be their fault but they've failed a lot of these kids is they it from having, lack of attention on yes, the child because a lot of these Parents don't know what the hell their kids are doing. Their kids are out there selling drugs and they don't have a clue. Yeah. So it's like you, you got to be real with yourself as a parent to know, yo, what is my kid doing? You got to go search up your kid's room. Do all that shit. You're a parent. You're not I do friends. those things. My oldest yeah. kid's going to be 13 in two weeks and she gets mad at me because I randomly take her phone and go through her messages no, you and look do at all the that. website she's going on. And, and when, she, when she wants to go to a friend's house, I said, yeah. who are you going to? Who are their parents? Like you... Check their history. And she Check. gets mad at me. And she's like, oh, why do you have to give y'all up my business? I said, because you don't know these days. Yeah, this, You don't know if their parents are crackheads. You don't know if, what their parents are doing, you know? You don't know any. So, yeah, I, I think parents have to really get into your child, bro. Especially, like, not to, well, you got mixed kids, so you got to do it. But, yeah, especially yeah. if you have a black child, get on your kid's ass. No homo. Mm-hmm. Like, really, parent your kids. I think you're right. I think there's enough. There's too many parents out there that are not involved in their children's life enough they get to a certain age and they just kind of let them go and not even just that i do understand like there's life like you're, you're trying to work you're trying to get your life together too right like you know life happens you know you could be whatever the situation is but at the same time you do you made a child yeah but once you so have kids no once you have kids your life is no longer yours yeah. it's for your children so, so. yeah i know you work i know you do all that but you gotta you gotta pay attention to them too so that's another thing too and yeah that's it for that um Jules Chaotic, thank you. Um, Before we get out of here, I got the uncut question for you. Really quick, can you take? Really quick, um, I just got to get water. Tasty. Got to have to grab some water. Yeah. Some agua. What did Martin say in the, the live? Let me get some water, nigga. <laughs> water. Should, should have some water break music. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be soothing. I was going to go fast. Um, Yeah. So, uncut now with Jules Chaotic. So, we're going to get a, a little uncut with you. All right? Not, I'm not going to not gonna go too deep. <laughs> Are you single? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you got to pay attention to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> If you could see your OnlyFans, a sex tape, or like a nudes from any artist from Toronto or anywhere else in the world, who would you want to see? Toronto? Yeah. I'd probably say Chromaz and Saji. Mm. Both alumni. Ow. Yeah. And maybe even Share Girl. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Have you seen Chromaz's stuff actually? No, I don't. I haven't been on OnlyFans at all for any purpose. I'm going to send you the link. All right. <laughs> I haven't checked out Saji though, but um, yeah. What about in the states? 
in the states. I mean, it doesn't. Have I guess to be some in the people states, would but... say Cardi B and Meg, but I mean, who, who hasn't seen their shit already? I mean, it's, right? it's out there already. It's Ow. like you know. I'm not. I'm definitely not picking them though. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't even say Kardashians because we've already seen one of them too. So I can't really. <laughs> you want me to be honest? Beyonce and Jay Z. Mm, you're actually the second person that said Beyonce. We got Beyonce last week, no? Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually got Beyonce last week. I, I I did say Beyonce. I'm trying to think of who else maybe I. But you would only see Jay Z though. It'd be interesting, <laughs> not by himself with her. I would love to see what their sex life is like because they're one of the few celebrity couples that don't have their personal life out there like that you know Sucks. so and and they have three kids yeah you don't even see so, them kiss like you no don't you don't the fam. Do and you, then do you have a picture of beyonce and then jay-z kissing no i've never seen one like is there a video out there of i'm gonna google kissing? it now no i don't know and then i i i, I hate to say this that i don't and i don't want to sound disrespectful in any way but michelle obama Mm. Whoa! And and I'm saying this after somebody who was it that put out that thing about Michelle Obama was apparently a man. Wow! Ooh, you never that heard about like that? Team. No, it's been going around the internet for <laughs> a while like a now. They like put out some team. pictures yeah. from Barack and Michelle from way back in the day and that's say definitely Trump. because they're saying that you don't see any pictures of their daughters from when they were kid when they were babies. Oh, that's so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of pictures of the of Jay Z and, and Beyonce kissing actually. Is oh, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so weird. Yeah. I'm seeing. They're like probably four just not the images now. Oh, okay. Yeah, they probably just people don't look for yeah, those it's as just much. Rare. There could be I know it might sound weird, but I definitely would look at an OnlyFans of Michelle Obama. I don't know why. I just you just don't see her in any other aspect of other than being the first lady. You know. Ow. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a pervert, so I would see like anybody. Like if <laughs> like if you tell me anybody had a sex tape out there, I would be at really? first I'd be like. Yeah. Okay, so, like, why would they? But so let's go. How everybody was educated back in the day on sex. Sue Johansson Sunday Night Sex Show. Would you Facts. watch an OnlyFans with her? Facts. <laughs> I would watch OnlyFans with her. Yeah, she, she would know what she, she's doing. She, but she's a legend in fam, sex fit tips. So. Imagine her actually performing. Like, so what I'm going to do here with... Oh, shoot, I shouldn't do this because Instagram might... <laughs> 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 they, might they might not monetize. <laughs> monetize. <laughs> <laughs> But I can definitely see her perform. Yes, yeah. Sue. Bob Gal. Mm-hmm. yeah. Are you talking about the lady with a little curly afro? The little yeah, white the lady? Show, the she used to do the Sunday night, Sunday night sex show. Night sex show. No, you're not. You're not. You're not sucking his penis. So you're not. You're not doing this. <laughs> she, but she used, even did. She, she was went so on real. What talk show? She went on one of those talk show late night talk shows and. Uh, there's a couple of other celebrities that showed up on it. She brought her magic bag with her and pulled out all this stuff yeah, and beer toys and yeah, all kinds she's of like crazy that's things. what I grew up on. I that's how what I learned how I learned about sex with Sue Johansson. Yeah, I think it was like she's 11, 12 years old. Bacas, yo. <laughs> facts. You're not hit. What, what you have to do is thrust a little bit harder. Your, your thrust action is not hard enough. You and see the way was, my back is arched. Is she, <laughs> And she's so professional about it, too, and, like, so clinical that when you listen to her, it doesn't sound like it's bad in any way. That's the proper posture. (laughs) I wouldn't pay for it, but I'd watch it. Yeah? Yeah, I'd watch it. it. If if you're a celebrity, if, yeah, if you're a celebrity out there, I'm going to watch your your, your sex. I've heard a lot of people say Sarah Palin. 
Uh, I should hold on. Let me take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Sarah Palin. I have to take that back. If you're over the age, celebrity out there, I will watch. <laughs> yeah. Over the age. Yeah. yeah okay. Over the age, yeah, celebrity, you have to clarify I will watch. Because I know niggas that are coming. Or oh, any celebrity, you little fucking dirtbag. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. nah, 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 nah. Yeah. 18 and over. 18 and over. I let another nigga boulder. 18 well, still even a little no, young for some of these no, guys no. out there. 21 and older. Let another okay. nigga boulder, right? I, yeah, a little bit too young as for me. Um, Friday, do you have one? Wow. You're asking me now. Yeah. <laughs> you got a mic this week. Oh, man. I've, I've, you know what? You've done this show for how, 21 episodes, and I've been editing, and I've never actually thought of one myself. <laughs> from Toronto from Toronto and you here's one too you can, it can't be somebody you've interviewed oh no we've interviewed almost everybody dog. <laughs> but there's, there's there, well there's must be somebody out there that we haven't interviewed that I'm you not trying wanna... to fuck up an interview <laughs> <laughs> alright here's okay I'll give you mine okay this is no hope yo don't no hope there's no don't even freaking this. do it then if you know if you're gonna if you know they're gonna eat your back out why even do it man? I don't care <laughs> yo I, wait so wait 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 mm. is that something that like is a big deal or something like no it's no, just the comment gang they, they get at us but okay. I, I don't really care <laughs> they love that for Toronto I wanna see Brandon Gomez alumni <laughs> what about uh, what's her name that used to be in suits that's married to the prince what, I can't even remember her name now you know what I'm talking about I know I went way left with the branding going <laughs> <laughs> she's married to what Prince Harry oh Prince Harry's wife yeah she was in suits I don't know her name but oh yeah she's God. a baddie why, why did I can't think of her name now she's a baddie and now that she's all prim and proper now, because she's a, 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 a ro- she's royalty. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I have a few in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll put a little hint of it Is out it there. Meghan C- Markle? No, no. The CP24, because I watch CP24 oh. heavy. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them on there that I would like to see an OnlyFans of. You mean like but Dina? But not Dina? with the... Let's not put any names out there. <laughs> <laughs> However, there's at least I'm putting that name out there because I'd watch Dina them. for sure. No, no, CP24 because oh, Dina, Dina is, is breakfast on breakfast television. Yes. Yeah, I'm mm. talking specifically CP24. CP24. Yeah, he okay. Had <laughs> there's about three of them on there, and their sex, their their um, OnlyFans can't be with their man or whatever. It just Mm-mm. has to be a just a solo one. So are we only talking females here, or are we talking like that's males why, too? Well, like, that's what well, I want to see. I, well. <laughs> I know you don't want to see males, but like from the female My aspect. My whole thing is I just want to see the, the shorty that Brandon would get. I think Brandon would get a bad as that's why his wife, or his girlfriend, or his girlfriend. Well, whatever. Wait, is is that two separate people? No, well, she, he said his said, wife and then his girlfriend. Let so. me not get Brandon in trouble. Brandon watches this. <laughs> Anybody watching this? I don't want to get the man in trouble, yo. Thanks. Um, yeah. Anybody else? But from 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 a, from a female perspective, to see a man's OnlyFans from from Toronto. Oh, there's a there's a few. There's probably a few now. I'm, now I guess all girls would probably want to see Drake OnlyFans. That's probably a no. given. 
Not really. Not as popular on that market. I don't think I'd want to see Tory Lanez. Only because I'm not really into like short guys. <laughs> He's a little Louis short. Shorts? Not as short as Tory Lanez. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, it's a tough one. Yeah. I I I keep. I'd say some of the Raptors, but they're not really Canadian. So, Mm-mm. but there's a few Raptors that I'd probably see. Shout out, That's who you're gonna pick too, right? No, I'd probably oh. go more like Norman Powell. Oh, she went the light skin route. Oh, man. <laughs> oh that hurt my heart. Um, <laughs> biggest turnoffs. Ugh. If you don't smell good, get away from me. Like if you like if if a man's wearing a good smelling cologne, you got me. Mm. But if if you don't smell good, especially if they like take off their drawers <laughs> and you can smell that like whiff. Yeah, like that that what do you call it? The underskunt or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> throw that in the washroom real quick. Right, like go shower, boy. That's probably the biggest turnoff for me is if you don't smell good, I ain't going near that. <laughs> Male or female, I have to add that because yo, like, there's females been be enough females I can walk past in the club and be like, what? Did I just walk past a big pot pen or something? Wash your tuna box. <laughs> Street. <laughs> can we make that the title? Wash, wash your Or the underskunt? The underskunt. <laughs> I've never heard yeah, that word before. You've never heard that before? Uh, underskunt. That's a first. I guess, that's, I guess the same as your taint, I guess. <laughs> Is that for like uncut guys or something? No, the taint is like the area between your balls and your butthole. You know, like Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash all there, wash your ass, like, wash everywhere. I'm not a guy, so I wouldn't know, but like you got balls in there and your shorts and you've been doing stuff all day long, like they're gonna sweat and Somebody I know like the guys that I've been with, they wash their dick off in the bathroom after every time they pee and shit. But some guys don't. Mm-hmm. In particular, not to sound prejudiced, but white guys <laughs> don't tend to be as clean. Not that I know recently I haven't been with a white man in 11 years, so I don't know. But I feel like I think that's part of the reason why I have such attraction to to black men, especially Jamaicans, because they have w- way better care for themselves. You know, they have more more care for their hygiene, personal hygiene and the way they address and the way they care for themselves and they're washing themselves all the time. Like, you know, you don't just shake it and go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't shake it and go. Um, last question I have for you. Do you have a sexual fantasy that you want to try that you've never done yet? Hmm, interesting. How do I answer this without putting myself out there. (laughs) You tell me. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, I've done some things in my lifetime. I've tried threesomes a couple times in my younger days, but sexual fantasy that I'd like to try. I don't know. I've never really sat down and thought about it. (laughs) Maybe like the Mile High Club or something. I don't know. Another one. (laughs) Another one. I think that might or, have to be on the bucket list. Yeah, or in like in a public space. 
where you have the chance of getting caught or something. I don't know. Have you ever been caught? Caught how? Like your parents catching you? I think everybody's been caught by their parents at least or once, just in right? general, anybody catching you. Anybody catch you having... Like, by the cops, yeah. In- yeah, I've got, got, got yeah. cops. Yeah, parked in some abandoned road and cops seen the car and pulled up, yeah. And we weren't in the car either. I was bent over the front of the hood of the car, so... Was it Louis? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is back when I was like 19 or 18 oh, okay. or something, so no, it wasn't Louis. Oh, that's live was. Yeah, I... Yeah. Shout out you, man. Yeah. Sounds fun. I can't really think of anything else. Anything crazy or kinky or anything. That's cool. I mean, I, I'm kind of into like, you know, handcuffs and throat grabbing and hair pulling and stuff. But hey. most girls so, are these what? days, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> most it's girls weird, are into the freaky fam. stuff. No one. Well, well, the freaky stuff. Yeah. But the choking and, and the punching and all that. And no, I'm not weird, into the bro. punching or the slapping. And I don't and... want to be slapped either. Well, slapping on the ass is one <laughs> thing. But, you know, you know, you can put your hand around my throat or something. I don't want to be choked out till I pass out. But, but... what if he does? What if you're just too into it and you're just like, ah, 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 and you're just bam and you're gone. <laughs> like it. You might get way Okay, too so if a girl was on top of you and she had her throat around your neck, would you stop it? Yes. <laughs> Don't put your fucking do not do that. You need a you need a safe word. Yeah, I guess you do need a safe word, but if you've got someone's hand around your throat, how are you gonna say the That's safe exactly word? That's exactly what I'm gonna say. You're too into you it. You're not it. thinking about safe word fact. Alligator. <laughs> <laughs> like your safe word is coughing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what did you say? Like I, I don't even. Re- I smoke weed. I don't remember the fucking safe word. I don't even remember when we cut. Sometimes the shit we talk about. Like, <laughs> like sometimes some of these girls are into some weird shit though, like yeah. hot wax and you know nipple clamps and. Is that one girl who put that Instagram video where she tased herself? <laughs> on her crotch? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Say what? Do you even have any feeling left down there after that? <laughs> what like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I've tried some things in my life, like handcuffs, maybe, and some ropes here and there in my younger days, but I definitely wouldn't be using no taser or hot wax or... Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not for me. Shout out all the freaks out there, man. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Jules Chaotic, thank you so much for coming out here with us, man. Thanks um, for having me. Do you have anything else going on with you or uh, anything else we should be looking out for you for? Uh, I've actually got a few books in the porks that I'm writing. Okay. So I've got one that I'm, um, that's basically a biography, I guess, about my life and my life experiences from my childhood all the way up to being with Louie and... And then another one. So when Louie and I were together, we started writing a script called Ice City. And we started filming some of it and never finished it. So I'm in the process of writing Ice City uh, as a book instead of a script. So I guess it could be made into a script. And I still have the scenes that we did film. And then a a third one called The Wrong House, which is kind of like a thriller horror type one. So I'm working on those, but it's a work in progress. So it'll take some time. The biography will probably come out before anything else just because it's a little bit easier to write about things that have already happened instead of coming up with things, you know? Yeah, facts, facts. All right, man. Um, Do you want to let the people know how to get a hold of you? Uh, well, there's my, social my Instagram is Jules Chaotic. Um, I have a Facebook too, but I don't really use that. So the best way to get a hold of me is Jules Chaotic. My email is on there. 
Okay. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. All right, man. Thank you again. I appreciate you for coming Thanks. on, man, and just giving it to us raw and uncut. Yeah. <laughs> um, Friday, you want to let the people know how to get a hold of you? Um, all social media is Friday Ricky Dread. Make sure to follow the network um, on our website, welovehiphop.ca. Mm-hmm. And you already know what your boy Gutsy Guts. Make sure you check me out, all social media platforms, Gutsy Guts. YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube, Gutsy Guts. I apologize. I've been slacking like a motherfucker. I've been trying to work and give vlog you Vlog coming content. soon. Yes, vlog. Different things is coming soon for my page, all right? I'm going to switch it up for you. I'm going to just give you everything. I'm going to try everything. Tell me what you guys like. Comment, subscribe, dislike. I don't care. Just, you know, shout me out. Um, Hit hit me up too. Uh, subscribe, Six Views TO. Hit us up on so all the all the social media platforms. I'm sorry, I'm smashed, guys. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Episode 21. Thank you, Jules Chaotic. Thank you, Friday. Toronto, be safe, be good, subscribe, and I'm out of here.